It's my pleasure to be with you today and to talk a little bit about my life and to share with those of you as you are about to embark on the wonderful journey of your life and your careers and aspirations and to share with you uh, in an opportunity that I rarely have, which is to say how it all started for me and what it has meant to me and why I think the work I do is perhaps the most important undertaking that any of us can have the privilege of pursuing. Uh, because when I think of, of the concept of Planned Parenthood and the concept of giving people the means to plan their families and to control their fertility and thereby controlling the quality of life, I think that it is making an investment in something that is more important than any of us individually but collectively as, as an investment in the quality of the human race and the future of our planet um, is indeed an honor. As you have heard from the introduction, I am the mother of a minister. My mother is a minister. I'm the daughter of a minister. Um, my mother had wonderful uh, aspirations for me. She thought that it would be terrific if I could become a missionary nurse and if I would go abroad and minister to the people of the world who had very little. Um, I pursued part of her, her um, goal for me, but I was, I was persuaded that in coming of age in the 50s and 60s that there was a tremendous amount of missionary work that needed to be done right here in this country. And while I started my early career as a nurse, um, went on to teach nursing and then went back to, to graduate school and received on scholarship a master's degree in maternal and infant health care with a certification as a nurse midwife. I was keenly aware of the suffering and the poverty and the lack of quality of life in our own country. And so in the years of the turmoil of the civil rights movement of the Vietnam War, of many of the aspirations coming to the nation's conscience as women sought to achieve their equality, I chose to devote my life to something that was, in my opinion, a, a noble and an important investment in the future of our society. That came about because, as a professional nurse, I had the opportunity to work in large urban centers. My training took me to Harlem Hospital, as an example serving a large urban African-American community and one in which people suffered greatly from the disparity between rich and poor in our society. Women who came in for their seventh and eighth pregnancy not wanting to be pregnant, hopeless with respect to a future in their lives. Young women coming in who did not want to be pregnant and who had taken every effort to terminate the pregnancy and in one case a young woman with whom I became acquainted and cared for died as a result of the installation of bleach and Lysol into her uterus because she was determined not to be pregnant. I could not see that the quality of life was enhanced by those conditions and so I devoted my early career to working in public health and doing what I could to advance community health within one's personal community and then became involved out of my frustration with the lack of the capacity really to make a difference with the concept of the possibilities of preventing conditions that can so sorely affect the lives of people and create tragedies. And that on the other hand could give hope and could give an opportunity for people to take charge of their lives. 
That is why I was captured by the concept of Planned Parenthood, an organization that in 1970, well, that in 1991 will be celebrating its 75th anniversary, an organization that now has provided services to millions of people in this country and around the world, and an organization that was founded on a very simple principle that children should be born wanted and loved, and that people should have the means to determine their destiny, and that women should not be the prisoners of their reproductive physiology. That organization was founded by, by Margaret Sanger, a very gallant woman, one who challenged the sexual mores of our society in the early 1900s. It is ironic that in the latter part of the 20th century, we are still finding the organization in the position of challenging some of the organization or some of the societal impositions that are being placed within our own country, even as we are about to end this century. Planned Parenthood is the largest network of health care providers in the country. Our clinics offer reproductive health services that include infertility services, birth control, minor gynecological programs, sterilization, and abortion services. We do refer for other services when they are not offered in our clinics, and each year we provide health care services to over two million people, and another one and a half million people are the beneficiaries of our educational programs. We face in the social context of the work that I do a very important time in this world and a very pivotal period of our history as a country as well as the planet. I and you will live during the period in which the world will reach five billion people and then shortly after the turn of the century will grow to six billion people. That means that we must think about the increase in population in the context of our environment, the finite resources that must be preserved, the impact that population and that people have on the pollution of the world, the disparity between the affluent countries of this world and the non-affluent countries of this world, and all of those connections as they relate to giving people the tools to voluntarily limit the size of their families and to assure them that the quality of life within their families will be such that they can guarantee their old age and also can guarantee a better life for their children than they have. That's not such an unusual concept. It is one that is pretty universal. I'm the mother of a soon-to-be 15-year-old beautiful daughter, and I can say that even though she's about to be 15. And I know that my aspirations for her are the same as the aspirations of mothers who are the resider, who reside in the villages of Kenya, or the northern hill tribes of Thailand, or the ghettos of Chicago. I know that I want for her a better life. I know that I want for her to achieve her fullest aspirations, and I do not want those to be limited. And that is why it is important that as we think about the concerns of population growth and the need to significantly expand our capacity worldwide through technology and services to give people the means to control their size, it is important that we also fight within our own society the efforts of some people who want to limit those options, 
This country is now engaged in an enormous debate over the question of reproductive rights, over how far the government can go in interfering and intervening in our most private decisions about our reproduction. I came of age in a time when there was a great effort and a great commitment to expanding the rights of all within our society, women, minorities, the disabled, the poor. And we cannot reverse that progress, even if we have differences of opinion on sexual morality and reproductive morality. Unfortunately, as you work to achieve your educational objectives and go on to achieve your professional objectives, this will be an issue that will capture the national debate, one that should only be a matter of personal conversation within your family, but that will capture the national and political debate in this country for many years to come. What does that mean for you? It means that in the context of your investment in your future, there is a parallel investment that must be made in the quality of life and the freedoms that you now have inherited and enjoy. A quality of life that dictates a caring for those who cannot speak for themselves and because of your privilege and all that you will be able to achieve must, be, must look to you to speak for them and to work to create policies within the society that assure that the least among us will have the fullest access to the rights that are guaranteed by our Constitution. And what it means is that you, as you achieve your status as citizens of this country, take enormous responsibility for preserving those things that we have come to love about our country. The freedom to worship the God of our choice or no God at all. The freedom to assemble in this room today and not to worry about the government telling us what we must say and the ideas that we must share, even if those ideas are controversial, even if there are some who reject them. The freedom to believe that our government will preserve our most intimate decisions and the most private aspects of our lives, and the freedom to hope that all will be enriched by a quality of life can, that can only be gained by preserving a free society where diversity is not only tolerate, tolerated but is nourished, and that pluralism is not a hollow concept but a meaningful aspect of the texture of our society. Seems as though that that's a far cry from the vision of my mother's hopes for me as a child in traveling abroad to save the less fortunate of our society. But I like to think of it as the most important missionary work that I could ever undertake. I'd also like to think of it as a great honor and a great privilege to have been, been given the opportunity to serve my organization, to express the fulfillment of my values, to make an investment in the future of my country and the future of the globe, and to be able to speak to you today in a way that I hope challenges you not to forget and not to be sidestepped by your own personal aspirations, that by virtue of the place that you sit and the opportunities that you enjoy, 
you have an op you have an obligation to do likewise thank you